morning. It's good to see everyone out with us today. It's been a wonderful time of worship thus far. We're going to continue our time of worship together as we open up God's Word and study from it this morning. Our theme for the last trimester should be seared into your minds by this point, but it is the idea of being committed as Christians. And so every Sunday morning, Jeremy and I have been presenting lessons that tie back in one way or another to our theme for this trimester of being committed. And this morning, we are going to talk specifically about committing ourselves to the work of building one another up. This is such an important topic to discuss for a variety of reasons that we'll talk about this morning. But the one that I want to start with, the principle that I want to begin with, is that it is such an important topic to discuss because every single one of us needs one another to help build us up. There is a period at the end of that sentence. There is not a but after that. There is not an or after that. Every single one of us is in need of being built up. The other reason that this is important to discuss is because every single one of us is equipped to help build others up. That's the beauty of the way that God designed us. That's the beauty of the way that he designed the Lord's church. We are all in need of being built up, and we all have the ability to help build one another up. As such, it's, an, it's a responsibility that we each have. It's an opportunity that we each have. Paul alluded to this several times in his writings, one of which was read for us from just a moment ago and from Ephesians chapter 4, but in Romans 15 and in verse number 2, for instance, Paul writes, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, as Paul begins to draw that particular letter to a close, he writes in verse number 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This is a universal responsibility and opportunity that we share to build one another up and to be built up by our brothers and sisters. Now, the first question then that we have to ask is well, what does that mean? You know, it's easy to read the passages that we just read from Romans and from 1 Thessalonians and from Ephesians about the importance of building one another up. And I don't imagine uh, that, that my call for all of us to be involved in that work is going to garner any pushback at all. Well, but we have to then address the question, well, what does it mean to build someone up. I want to try and illustrate this by giving you three different pictures to consider. Okay, the first one is of a wall. Let's say that you have a wall 
and it currently stands, however tall that is, call it three feet. But you want that wall and need that wall to be seven feet tall. So in order for that wall to reach the level that you want and need it to be, you are going to have to build up that three-foot wall. Okay, here's how I want us to envision that picture now as we begin to apply it to us. All of us are somewhere. We're all at different heights, we're all at different levels, but we are all somewhere. Maybe you're the three-foot wall, maybe you're the seven-foot wall, maybe you're a five-foot wall. You're all somewhere. But the expectation that God has for each of us is to continue to grow and to continue to reach higher levels. And as such, and because of that, each of us then need to be built up from wherever we are. The same way that we would build up our three-foot wall in order to reach our seven-foot wall. Another example that I want to give you. Let's say that you want to build up muscle. That you decide that you want to build up muscle. You want to get stronger. Well, what do you have to do in order to get stronger, in order to build muscle? Well, at some point, you're going to have to lift weights that have some amount of weight to them in order to stimulate growth in your muscles. You're going to have to lift weights heavy enough to be uncomfortable. If you go to the gym and you pick up a two-pound weight and you do this a hundred times and you go home and you go back to the gym the next day and you pick up the two-pound weight and you do this a hundred times and you go home, how much benefit is that going to give you? Likely none, because it's not heavy enough to put you in a state of discomfort and to stimulate growth. So in order for muscle to be built up, it requires us to move outside of our comfort zones in order to be built up. Now, this introduces another important concept, because if... If you are capable, uncomfortably so, but capable of lifting 20 pounds, and we go to the gym, and I hand you 100 pounds, what's likely to happen? You're likely to hear the sound of ligaments snapping, perhaps bones snapping. That's not going to help you. That's not going to help you build, grow, build muscle. That's going to cause injury, which works in direct opposition to the objective of growth. And so now we're beginning to form a little bit of a more full picture of what this means. In order for muscle to be built up, I have to lift outside of my comfort zone, but be sure to stop short of injury. The same is true if you're wanting to build up endurance. You are going to have to run further than the point in which your brain tells you this isn't fun anymore. But you're going to have to make sure to stop 
short of causing injury. And the sweet spot where building up occurs is between the point of slight discomfort and the point of injury. That's where building up occurs. And so as we begin to think about this from a spiritual perspective, we begin to understand a little bit more about what Paul's talking about here. In order for us to build one another up or to be built up, it's going to require us to get outside of where we are comfortable to challenge ourselves in some way so that growth can be stimulated. But, as we've just discussed, we have to be careful to stop short of injury. My daughters all can tell you without hesitation what 2 plus 2 is. They have no problem answering that question. 2 plus 2 is 4. They'll tell you that all day long. No problem. So if I go to them tomorrow and I say, Bella, what's 2 plus 2? And she says 4. And I celebrate her and we throw a big party and I encourage her. You did a great job. That's the right answer. Did we technically do math? Technically, we did. Did I technically encourage her? Yeah, technically I did. Did I help her grow in her understanding of math in any way? No. Because I didn't push her outside of her comfort zone. Now, if I go in tomorrow and I say, Bella, we're going to do calculus, she's going to hate math really, really fast. She's going to get frustrated. She's going to get mad. And it's not her fault. Whose fault is it? mine because I pushed her to the point of injury and so now the lack of growth that she is experiencing whether because I only insisted on asking her two plus two or I required her to learn calculus in fourth grade falls on me it's my fault and so when I think about building one another up I have to take responsibility for how I go about trying to build you up. And you have to take responsibility for how you go about seeking to build me up. We have to learn how to appropriately challenge one another, appropriately push one another outside of the comfort zones that we all enjoy, But always be mindful of where those limits are and where the danger of injury can occur. And so this is what we're talking about this morning. Challenging one another, stimulating growth, encouraging us to step outside of our comfort zones, to go from whatever size wall we are right now to a higher plane that God expects us to occupy. So why is this important? Let's look at a couple of passages of scripture together to begin illustrating why this is so important. Let's start in Ephesians chapter 4. 
Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 11. It says there that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the ministry for building up the body of Christ. So why is it important for us to be active in seeking to build one another up? Because God has given us gifts and abilities to do just that. If you have the ability to teach someone, and in doing so to stimulate growth and to stimulate building up of one spiritually, and you refrain from doing that because you're afraid of making someone uncomfortable, the blame for their lack of growth falls on you in that moment. Now, there is responsibility to be bore on each of us individually. Please don't misunderstand me. But as we think about this personally, I have a responsibility to be using whatever gifts and whatever abilities I have to help build you up. And you have that same responsibility. That's why God has given us the abilities. That's why God has given us the opportunities that he has. So collectively we can grow and the body of Christ can be built up. Another reason why this is so important, Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and look with me beginning in verse number 9. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Why is it important for us to be serious about building one another up? Because there are times when we stumble. There are times when we falter. There are times when maybe our faith isn't as strong as it should be, or as strong as it could be. And it's in that moment that if I don't have someone who is willing, able, and ready to help lift me up, then I'm just going to remain in the ditch that I fell into. We need to be there for one another so that we can lift one another up, so that we can build each other up when those times are necessary. Because if we neglect the responsibility that we have to do that for one another, then our brothers or sisters, if they fall, if they falter, are going to be left in the ditch all by themselves. And that's not the way that God intended for it to be. That's not the way he designed us. That's not the way he designed the church. There is a safeguard in place. If I am serious about this work, if you are serious about this work, There are safeguards in place to pick one another up when we stumble. Another passage, Proverbs chapter 27, not too far from where you were there in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 17, a passage that's very familiar. It says, as iron sharpens iron, 
so one man sharpens another. You see, in order for that axe to be sharpened, in order for the knife to be sharpened so that it is the useful tool that it was made to be, it requires outside forces that sharpen it. So it is with you and I. In order for us to be all that God intends for us to be, it takes outside forces sharpening me, building me up, so that I go from here to here. That's why I need you to be active and committed to the work of building me up, and that's why you need me to be active and committed to the work of building you up. Because in order for that sharpening process to occur, outside forces are needed so that we can be everything that God created us to be. And so then the last question. All right. I understand what this is. I understand why I need to be doing it. How? How do I, how do I commit myself to being the kind of person that is actively seeking to build up my brother and my sister? Well, I want to suggest to you that in order for us to be effective at building one another up, it is crucial that we first establish a relationship with one another that is built on a foundation of love. When I think about my children, my relationship with them is not built on a foundation of discipline. My relationship with my children is built on a foundation of love so that when discipline is required, they know where it's coming from. If a relationship with a child is built upon discipline, that is not a fruitful relationship. That is not a lasting relationship. That is a relationship that leads to injury. And we've already talked about how important it is that we avoid that and that we're careful not to cause injury. Well, in order for that to occur, our relationship must be built upon love. Because love stimulates growth. And once that foundation of love is firmly established, that's when we have the opportunities to encourage one another. That's when we have the opportunities to challenge one another. That's when we have the opportunities to stimulate one another, all towards our objective that we've been talking about all morning of growth. But if I don't take the time to build that firm foundation of love, and then I seek instead to challenge you, then my motives could be called into question. My pride could be called into question. All kinds of things that could then lead to a damage of that relationship and to injury and harm occurring on both sides. But when love is at the foundation of that relationship, that's when those things can occur and growth can be the outcome. Look back at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 that was read for us just a moment ago. 
and think about it in connection to the point that we're making here. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Why should no corrupting word come out of our mouths? Because that leads to injury. But instead, when we have the good of someone else at heart, and we have their best interest as the goal, that's when building up can occur. Similarly, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse Number 23, as Paul writes to the Christians in Corinth who were dealing with a lot of very serious problems. He writes this, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Discipline's important. Discomfort is important. Challenging yourself and one another is important. But those things have to be done appropriately in order for them to lead to growth. In order for building up to occur, there has to be consideration given to the methods that are used, the way that we approach one another, and the relationships that we have or have not built with each other. We have to put time and we have to put effort into that relationship so that when the time comes, when I have the opportunity and the ability to challenge you, maybe I am challenging your understanding of a text. Maybe you're challenging something that I say from the pulpit. Maybe you're looking for an opportunity to push a young man out of his comfort zone and to go and lead one of the studies at Traditions on the second or fourth, or second or first and fourth Sunday of the month. Thanks, Tim. First and fourth Sunday of the month. But you know what? That challenge that you're going to issue to that young man is going to come from a place of love if you want it to lead to growth. If I want to challenge your understanding of a text, but you and I have never said a word to one another, or we have a contentious relationship of some sort, that conversation is going nowhere except injury. Because that relationship between one another is what opens the door for encouragement and for challenging conversations and for stimulant that leads to growth. You know, in all of this, as we begin to bring things to a close, it's important to remember that all of the instruction that we've talked about this morning, it was written to Christians who were working together within a local church. Just like we are here at Trader's Point, a a group of Christians who have made a commitment to one another to work together, to grow together, to build one another 
up. And as such, it's important to remember that we are all working towards the same goal. All of us are here this morning because we see the value and the importance of being more Christ-like. All of us are here this morning because in some way we are seeking to align our lives with Christ and to better understand His Word and to one day receive our reward to be with Him forever in heaven. All of us are working towards the very same goal. As we work towards those goals, there will be disagreements along the way and there will be challenges along the way. There will be misunderstandings along the way. There will be differences in maturity levels along the way. But if we remind ourselves that my brother or my sister has the same goal that I do, that they are working towards the same things that I am, then the work, and that's what it is, the work of building one another up is going to come much much more naturally to us. It's going to become much easier for us to have those conversations with one another because I know that you want to be in heaven one day and I know that you want to have a better understanding of God's word and I know that you want to align your life with Christ. And you know that about me. Therefore, I welcome the challenge that leads to growth. And we should have the confidence in one another to know that each of us would welcome that. I'm working to build you up. You're working to build me up. And together, we all grow. And we can all be unified in the love of Christ as God intends us to be. And at the end, that's what it's all about. To be unified in the love of Christ. To be obedient to Him. Looking forward to one day being welcomed into heaven for all of eternity. That's what we're all working towards. That's what we're all striving for. Let's help one another out along the way. Let's be committed to building one another And so, as we close this morning, I want to issue to you a challenge. And my hope is that perhaps there are some in which this challenge is going to push you outside of your comfort zone. I want to challenge you to think very openly and very personally about your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ. What does that relationship look like right now? What does your relationship with the creator of the world, the one who sent his only son to earth to show matchless love, abounding grace and mercy, as Kevin talked about this morning, died on the cross for our sins, What does your relationship with him look like this morning? Are you confident in your salvation? Scriptures teach us we should be and we can be. 
Are you confident that if Christ returned today, that your eternity would be in heaven? I hope that the answer to that question is yes, but if the answer to that question is no, or I'm not sure, then I want to challenge you in an effort to stimulate growth. To recognize the fact that God has given us the great gift of one another. He has given us the great gift of worship. And he has given us the great gift to consider these things at this time. And to recognize that we serve a God who is not only patient and long-suffering with us, but a God who offers grace and mercy and forgiveness because he wants to have that kind of a relationship with every single one of us. And every single one of us has that opportunity this morning. We have the opportunity this morning to walk out of these doors committed to the work of building each other up, committed to one another, And we have the opportunity to walk out of these doors confident in our relationship with our Savior. If you're here this morning and we can do anything to help you, to help you strengthen that relationship, or to maybe help you begin that relationship for the very first time by being baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, we would love to do that this morning. So if we can help you, please come to the front and let us know how as we stand and sing.